Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. For the second Bible Chat in a row, I am honored and privileged to have my longtime friend, Sean Wasson, pastor of Bethany Church in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, on the Mississippi River. Yes. Well, let's talk about the book of Esther in this Bible Chat, Sean. Esther, as you may be aware, is one of my favorite books of the Bible, purely because of the name. Yes. I have a daughter named Esther, so (laughs) I have to love the book of Esther. I love the Word of God. I love the Bible, but Esther is a very unique book. Let me rewind that. Esther is a unique book because there's no such thing as very unique. You're either unique or you're not unique. (laughs) By definition, you cannot put very on the front of that. Esther is a unique book in that God is never mentioned in this book. Were you aware of that, Sean? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, what's not in Esther, but how powerful it is. As I've shared with our people here, God is not mentioned in the book, but God is all over the book. Yes. He's hidden throughout the book. You have to look for his hand of providence in the book. And if you look, you will see it clearly. But that's not what we're going to talk about in this Bible chat. I'd like for us to talk about how God uses people where they're at. He doesn't necessarily clean them up and make them nearly perfect before he uses them. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because the character Esther is considered the hero of this book in terms of people being heroic. And rightly so, for she, in essence, risks her life in order to save her people. But how she got to where she was in terms of the position of influence in order to possibly rescue her people is quite fascinating when you think about it. And, and here's what I mean by that. They had a, for lack of a better term, beauty contest or bachelor, is almost like the bachelor TV show. And I, by the way, <laughs> I'm not endorsing that show by mentioning that, nor am I saying I'm, I've never watched The Bachelor. So I may be even botching it when I compare it, but my understanding of The Bachelor TV show is that there's this one guy and then there's all these girls that are competing for his affection and his commitment. And it's a reality TV show where you watch all this play out. And, and again, that's, that's my take on it, but I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination on The Bachelor. But in a similar way, in the Old Testament, the king rejected his queen, which was Vashti, because he didn't like her behavior, and decided he wanted a new queen. And he had a contest, almost like a beauty contest, only it wasn't women just walking in front of him. He had a, a bunch of young women, virgins, were brought to him one at a time, each of them to spend a night with him in order for him to select the next queen. And Esther entered, entered that contest and won and became the queen. Yeah, interesting. But how she got there is she was willing to go sleep with the king. I mean, it, it was obvious when you read the text what was going on here. He was, he was trying out the different, the different goods, if you will. I mean, women are treated horribly in this way, if you think about it. I'm going to try true. you out for a night. Just it's like taking cars for a test drive. Spend the night with me. It's amazing. And the yep. way we know this is what was going on was once each one of these virgins spent the night with the king, they weren't in the virgin camp anymore. If he did not choose them, they went over and entered into the harem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds barbaric, but it's true. So Esther did that. It's not a godly thing to do in order to become the queen. And... Then her uncle, who's a Jew and 
There's this plot, destroy all the Jews by this evil man, Haman. And Mordecai, this Jewish man, elder, if you will, among the Jews, he is the uncle of Esther and says, hey, who knows? What, you know, go into the king, expose this plot. And, but it's, you, know, you don't enter the king's presence lightly. Even the queen could not just enter into his presence. If you do that without being in it. Yeah, go ahead. She could have been killed. She could have been killed. You just don't mess with the king. And, and he'd kill a wife. He'd kill a son. We've seen kings that have killed their sons because they were jealous of uh, you know competition for the throne. So they were no one to mess with. Yeah, to the point that you did you were not allowed to enter his presence unless he invited you. Mm-hmm. If you entered his presence, this was his at least this king's modus operandi. If you entered his presence without him inviting you into his presence, he considered that his opportunity to decide if you live or not. And so he would mm-hmm. you know he would possibly kill you. So she, she was willing to risk that and enter into his presence, knowing that she could be killed for doing it. But she was willing to do that in order to possibly save her people. And so her uncle says, who knows, but the God didn't put you in this position for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Quite a story. But let's take just a few minutes here and talk about, wow, Esther. Yeah, she was able to stand in the gap and do something just at the right time that saved her people. It's amazing how God can work out redemption, even among sinful humanity, raising up sinful people and using them for his glory. And so a lot of people will say, you know, I don't think God could do anything with my life. But you look at the Bible, the Bible is full of amazing stories of how God took ordinary people or even terrible people. But uh, as they trusted him and depended on him, he could raise them up and use them for, for a great purpose, a much greater purpose purpose than they would imagine on their own, I suppose. Who are some other Old Testament characters that we look at their actions in their lives, and it's fairly deplorable, but yet they're heroic figures in terms of they had a moment of faith, and God used that. God used them to accomplish great things. I think about Samson. He was a scoundrel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yet God used a wild him. man. <laughs> yeah, but God used him mightily. Uh, who yeah. else comes to mind? Well, Believe it or not, I mean, Abraham, you know, his faith is accounted to him as righteousness, and he and Sarah lie, and this is my sister, and, yeah. and, and, and and it's like, you know, this is our example, our father in the faith, basically, and he had character flaws, and so did his son. I mean, it, it just, there were no perfect people until Jesus came along. Only Jesus. Right. I think I think there's maybe one or two other characters, The maybe the most major character that you can think of in the Old Testament, there's not much mention, if anything, in terms of character flaws, would be Daniel. Yeah. But that, like I said— Yeah, Daniel was pretty noble. And then uh, I think about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and all the things he endured. I mean, you know, we don't—I don't know. Do you know anything bad about Jeremiah? I don't think I remember anything bad about him. I don't recall anything, but they're, they're the exceptions the most part, to the rule. And we know, yeah. they were, they, we know they were sinners, and they were, they were men of color. Oh, yeah, they were people. They were people. They yeah. were human beings. But as a whole, the Bible is really clear about presenting to us that God uses sinful people. That's Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank or or goodness. you and I wouldn't be able to even produce this Bible chat together. That's the truth. Amen to that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.